Welcome to Prose and Context, a podcast about life-giving teaching by the English Department at Lexington Christian Academy. Hello, this is Dana Hashem, and for today's episode of Prose and Context, I sat down for an interview with one of my students, Cora Lane. Cora is a student who experienced a lot of frustration with her early reading and writing skills, But now, as a high schooler, she's someone who reads and writes prolifically and passionately, inside and outside of class. She loves reading and writing. So I wanted to sit down with her and ask her some questions about that process for her, because I think as teachers of reading and writing, that's really our goal, right? Is to bring students who are in places of frustration with their skills and bring them to a place where they love those skills and they passionately embrace them, and identify as readers and writers of their own. So as you listen to her interview, and I'm going to play that for you right after this intro, but as you listen, I really want to call your attention to these ideas that Cora, really without meaning to, organically keeps returning to. And as I listen to her, what I hear her coming around to again and again is this idea that Reading and writing for students has to be personal. It has to be something that connects with them, that they see themselves in, that they're passionate about. And in order to achieve those things to the highest possible degree, we as teachers have to think about how we can incorporate choice and freedom into our classrooms as much as possible. No one is going to be able to identify our students' passions and natural inclinations like they will. And we have to give them space to choose their books and choose their writing. And Cora is going to talk about experiences that she had where someone did that for her, someone helped her do that. And so I really wanted to call attention to that. And I also wanted to call attention to the fact that she returns to again and again that frustration and difficulty in the work isn't a bad thing, that it's a good thing, but that students in that frustration and difficulty to find success in it, they need personal relationships, they need a feeling of accomplishment and success, and they need it to be about them and not about the grade. They need to read for themselves and write for themselves and not for someone else. They have to want that communication and that connection. And I think Cora is going to articulate that in her conversation in a really personal unassuming and natural way, but for listeners, I just wanted to call your attention to that so you can really listen for it as she's talking about her experiences. So with no further delay, I will introduce you to Cora, and please enjoy today's episode. So I'm here today with a student of mine. She was my student last year, and this year she is a TA for one of my world literature classes. This is Cora Lane. Say hi, Cora. Hey. (laughs) So I asked Cora to sit down and Talk with me a little bit because she is a student who, more than most of my other students, does a lot of voluntary reading and writing outside of the classroom for no grade. She's someone who reads a lot, brings in the books that she's reading for me to read. She is someone who, if she sees me reading a book that's interesting, she'll ask me about it and she'll ask to borrow the book and then she'll actually read it. She blogs a lot. She writes a lot of poetry and all of that stuff is on top of whatever her required reading and writing coursework is. So this is kind of the dream for teachers of reading and writing. So I wanted to have Cora share a little bit with us about how she became a reader and writer in this really kind of authentic and real voluntary way. So Cora, could you just give us a little bit, give us a little bit about what is reading and writing for you? How did you 
develop the skills that you have and how do you see those things working in your in your day-to-day life? Well, I don't know. I feel like reading and writing has always been in my life and it's always been a part of me where like when I was younger, it was a way to communicate with people. I would write them notes. Um, I don't know. Or if my life is just too stressful at the moment, I read a book and I like calm down because I enter like somebody else's life and I like take a break um I think where it goes back to is when I was younger my grandmother would come to my house every morning she would make me toast and then she would have me read a Dr. Seuss book and have to complete it before I went to school oh my word she would have me finish the book perfectly or we weren't going to school And I remember bawling my eyes out because Dr. Seuss would have, like, word twizzlers, and I just couldn't say any of it. So she would just have me do it again, do it again. And so, I don't know, we probably spent an hour uh, just reading and, like, really mastering my skills. And so I guess now it's just a part of me. Interesting. So... It sounds like what you're describing is like a little bit of a stressful experience. You were saying that, you know, that it was, there was pressure and you found it frustrating. How did you go from having that frustration of doing something and mastering a skill that didn't come easily to you to now it's this necessary part of your daily life? Well, I think a lot of the times it was the fact that I was in second grade and I couldn't read a Dr. Seuss book. So I think it was more of I felt left like behind everybody else, all my peers. And when I would look at things, I didn't know what they said. And so after have like having having this experience, it was kind of like, wow, I can read like everybody else. And so when like I'm able to do something, I guess it was like more of an encouragement to be able to do it more. Mm -hmm. And um Like, when I look back on this memory, I don't think of it as stressful. I think of it as, like, a moment for me to be able to reflect on, like, good people that were helping me in times I needed help. And so now when I read, it's kind of like, I don't know, a good feeling, I guess. And when I think of that memory, I think of, wow, like, somebody took care of me. Somebody saw that I was falling behind in school and you know, they didn't let me, even though it was so frustrating, but like they would not let me fall behind anymore. Mm. So I guess that would, I, I look back on it as positive. Yeah. So I think for teachers who are listening, what I'm hearing you say is that the frustration was actually kind of a good thing because it was a challenge, Mm -hmm. but it was an achievable goal. Like you were able to do it. And just the fact that someone cared enough to notice that this was a skill you needed and this was a skill that you needed help acquiring gave it an overall positive feeling for you. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Okay. Because the big thing that I think I'm interested in 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 this conversation is I think as teachers we all have students for whom reading is really frustrating and writing is really frustrating. And our question is always how do we – shape that so that it's not frustrating anymore and it's an Mm -hmm. empowering thing and it's something that students want to do and that's an experience that you've had and so we kind of want to learn from that like Mm. how how did that happen for you so a question that I have is 
if you were speaking to teachers mm-hmm. who are teaching students, I know you were younger when you had this experience, but what about like at a middle or high school level? If you can think about a student who's feeling frustrated, the reading is hard, it doesn't come easily, there's teachers there who notice that they need that skill and they want to help that student. What would you say to teachers who are trying to help frustrated readers enjoy that new skill? I guess if they're frustrated and they feel kind of overwhelmed, what um, I guess they could take a moment, take a pause, and then just like overlook everything they just did. Like just restart. Like mm-hmm. I think taking a break, reassessing, and just kind of like like refreshing your mind a little to allow you to be able to, you know, just have a fresh thought. So when you reread it. You know, you have this new perspective and you have this new way of looking at things rather than just trying to move forward when you're confused from the beginning. So for teachers, giving students breaks, not necessarily being so concerned about finishing the thing that you're on, but returning to it, maybe changing it up, trying a different approach. Yeah. I know, like, sometimes when I'm reading, I don't know, Bible texts, I don't get most of it, but if I can get one page of it, I think I'd rather understand that one page than, like, just try to move forward, get a good grade, and you just move forward. But, you know, you got to really, you got to master the the beginning or, like, the starting of it so you can understand the ending. Yeah, so I think another thing that I'm hearing you say is maybe – not being so concerned about when it gets done or how fast it gets done or how much it gets done, but that the student is improving, that the the reader is accomplishing something. Like maybe you don't finish the whole text, but you read Mm -hmm. a page that you definitely understand. Yeah, and I think referring back to my personal experience, I wasn't reading for class, and I wasn't reading for, oh, for for second grade or whatever it was. I was reading because I didn't know how. And so, like, it was more of, like, allowing me to understand what was going on rather than, like, doing it for someone else, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important. Right. So answer me this. For you today on, like, a daily basis, we've talked a lot about reading. What about writing? Because you write a good amount. You Mm -hmm. blog and you write poetry, and I feel like you write a lot of notes. Yeah. What, how did you get to the point where writing for you was something that a lot of students find it frustrating? They don't want to write at Mm -hmm. all, but it's kind of a distracting, irritating thing to do. But for you, writing seems to be something you enjoy. Yeah. Again, I think, I don't know how this would help anybody else, but I know that I was a very shy person and I grew up not really using my voice. And when I was able to just, you know, write about what I was thinking or write what I was feeling, it was my way of, like, branching out and, like, allowing my voice to be heard, even though I wasn't physically saying anything. Um, Yeah, and, like, moving around homes, it was like, you know, I didn't really say much. I didn't didn't have a say in what was happening, but... um, When I finally moved in with my family, I would write my mom notes and letters and I would put it under her door and I'd be like, 
well, today was a hard day. And <laughs> my feelings were hurt because of Lucy. And she just kept hurting my feelings. And um, I still do it now sometimes. Like, if I'm like, man, mom, like, I don't know how to address this to you. And I'll be like, okay, here, hey, sorry. And they, like, leave it on her bed. And then she's like, oh, thanks. Because I think um, for some people it's hard to confront people or to communicate verbally. And I think that there are alternatives. And that is kind of why I like to write. It's kind of my alternative to, like, expressing myself and like allowing my opinion to be heard without it being a problem mm -hmm. so there's no controversy because I'm letting it out and I'm not saying it to anyone but I'm letting it out mm -hmm. yeah so I think that's why I like to write so writing for you is about expression and communication and sometimes connection with other people what kinds of things have you done in a classroom that have helped develop writing in that way for you? Like teach you how to write, to communicate, or to express? Or did you develop that outside of the classroom? Hmm. Um, thinking about classroom. Um, well, I think this started to grow more towards the end of elementary school and middle school. Um, we would have to do daily journals and... I, I was like, man, you want us to write about our day, really, in a journal? <laughs> and um, then I started writing, and I was like, my day was fun. I had lunch. It was fun. And then I realized, I was like, actually, I have a lot more to say about my day. And be like, oh, I didn't do so well on this test. Or, oh, I actually enjoy doing this. And I think it was kind of everything that I had suppressed down that I was like, it's not important. I think writing helped me acknowledge that, like, even though it's not, it's not crucial that I have to address it to someone, but it's important for me to just know that I have these feelings and that I have whatever's going on in my head and I let it out and I let it go. Mm -hmm. So I think writing's also a way of, like, helping me de-stress or helping me, I don't know, just feel heard sometimes. Right, right. So when you were in class, that journaling assignment was something that, like in elementary school, that you remember as a classroom assignment that kind of helped you discover that kind of writing. Yeah. And did your teacher grade those journals? and no. hand the back? It was just you writing and just that process of you kind of open-ended, no structure, helped you discover yeah. that writing has that capacity for you. Mm -hmm. Can you think of anything at a high school level, any assignment or anything you did in a class where it helped you deepen your enjoyment of or understanding of the role of writing in your life? Huh. Funny. You assigned us a project <laughs> last year, and we had to write an allegory for a real-world problem going on. So I chose, like, foster care and the foster care system. And as I was writing, I was like, oh, I'm writing down all the facts. But I guess in a way, I was also writing from personal experience. And I was, like, allowing my, my like, childhood and what, like, I knew to be true, like, kind of out on paper. And, like, knowing that, I guess, since I was researching it, knowing that I wasn't the only one that went through 
like the terrible system and I think it was I don't know it was really moving for me like like just reading it and I was like wow like this is kind of like my story even though that's not what I intended it to be Mm -hmm. yeah I actually remember that allegory it was really good Um, (laughs) so I definitely hear you saying too that when you're trying to get students to connect with their writing and recognize its significance in their life giving opportunities for it to be something personal that they can relate to that requires a sense of connection Mm -hmm. is a helpful thing. Yeah, I think definitely a helpful thing because, well, maybe for some people it's not so helpful to write from personal experience because it's hard to allow that to come out and maybe you like to push things aside and that's totally normal. But Mm -hmm. for me, I think what helps me move forward is kind of just letting it out you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you, if you, uh, we, we do have to wrap up here because I have so many questions I want to ask you. And the thing that I so admire about you is that you have a busy life like high school students do. You have a lot of work and you still find time to read and to write. Um, and I really admire that. So the question I want to ask you in closing is what would you say to other students who, because it's a common thing that I hear students say is they just don't have time. They're really, really busy, and they're asked to do a lot of reading and writing in school. What would you say to students who you know, have that feeling they don't really want to or are, feel able to expend the time and energy to read and write for personal fun reasons outside of school? Um, well, I think what's important, and if you're going to read something, I think it's important that you find something that really interests you or maybe if you want to pick something that you think I like you can relate to that like mm. helps you not feel alone then you might want to keep reading and see like somebody's autobiography and see how they see the world I think for writing that's a tough one but maybe if you don't like to write or you think that it's too time consuming, you can start by just saying like the first word that comes to your mind or start by just sit like using somebody else's line. You can really just write anything. You can write the first thing you see and that really sparks like imagination and your mind. I think that helps you start the thinking process for writing or maybe if someone was like me where it's hard to talk but you had something that was on your mind then I think just write it down nobody has to see it you can write it down and that might help you it might not but like there's no real harm in doing that Mm -hmm. if you like maybe you can write about your dreams and things that you've always wanted but notice you don't have or hopes you have for others or like Maybe, like, something bad or rough has happened in your life and you want an alternate, 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 um, like, version. You can write your own thing and just, like, it can help calm you and it can help you, like, bring you ease. And I think that's, like, what's really important about writing. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I asked that question, what you would say to students. But really, as a teacher, as I'm listening to you say all these things, what I'm hearing is things teachers need to be doing, right? Like yeah. giving students chances to tell their story and choose books that are interesting to them and write things that they have a natural draw to. 
Yeah. Really, I think the ideal world is our students are busy and sometimes it's hard to find your way to reading and writing. Mm. And in an ideal world, we as teachers help with that more. Yeah. I I totally agree. I think there yeah, I think if we had a little bit more freedom in that aspect in a time in like a school hour like environment and like if we're in class and then to have that freedom to be able to pick that might spark like more interested more interest in whatever that was. Yeah, more choice and more freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in a class that just feels good anyways. Right, right. Who doesn't <laughs> like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was really awesome. <laughs> I feel like there's so much there. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. No problem. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Prose and Context, a podcast from life-giving teaching by the English Department at Lexington Christian Academy. Please subscribe to our podcast and come back again next week.